everybody. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate with Lyra, episode 13. I'm super excited about today's episode and our guest speaker, David Price with David Price Coaching Group. Today, we're going to be touching on the four pillars of personal success and what that means in real estate. Thank you so much for joining me today, David. I'm really excited about our conversation. So you are um, a coach and I'd love to let you introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners. Thank you, Lyra. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's great to be here. I am a certified professional life coach, uh, which I fell into backward uh, because my life was a hot mess for a very long time. And I finally learned some things and some tools that got me turned around. And I was so excited. I wanted to share it with everybody else. And so uh, my family got tired of hearing about it. So I started coaching people. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here to help out and, and provide some, some insight and tools in whatever way I can help. Well, that's exciting. You know, a lot of people, I feel like, have to learn things the hard way, right, to be able to find their calling. I know I've been through some fun trials and tribulations there where now I am the person who I am and I couldn't be prouder of the, who I, the, you know, who I am today. So, you know, that's it's great that you kind of call it falling it in back, falling in backwards um, and and turning it into a, a positive that you get to share with people. Um, and, you know, Lord knows my family's tired of hearing my listing presentation, so I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine your family, you know, um, with the, with the life coaching. So, uh, yeah, it's all the time. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been doing this? So I was well, funny. I tell people all the time, I'm a Christian minister, a full-time Christian minister also for over 30 years. So I tell people I've actually been life coaching for over 30 years. I just wasn't calling myself that, but I've been a certified professional life coach for over five and I've had my own business for that time. Okay, wonderful. So you've got uh, some experience in, in, in life, right? A <laughs> little bit. Yes, ma'am. All right. So uh, something that we kind of wanted to touch on today was the four, pillar, uh, four pillars of personal success. So can you briefly explain what those are to people that may have never heard that phrase before? I would love to. So number one is the foundation of all personal growth and success. And Lyra, I think that you would agree with this. And that's taking 100% personal responsibility for your life and everything in it. As long as you're blaming, excuse making, waiting around, um, you're never going to get anywhere. You'll never get unstuck. So the very first thing we start with is you are responsible for your life. It doesn't mean that you're to blame for anything, but you are responsible for t for the responses, reactions, and actions that you then uh, that you then put out. That's pillar one. Pillar two is taking control of your thoughts and your words. This is such an important component because until we get control of our thoughts, our thoughts are going to run us. And uh, studies have shown that our thoughts are about 80% negative, which is it's a hefty percentage. Yeah. I mean, imagine if, you know, if 80% of your drinking water was uh, rat poison, that wouldn't <laughs> go well. And so 80% of your thoughts are negative. Well, as long as that's the case, you're never going to get anywhere because you're fighting your own thoughts all the time. That's pillar two. Pillar three um, is designing the life that you want to live. We, we, we teach folks to sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and write down a very detailed description of the exact life that you want to live because you cannot get somewhere if you don't know where you're going. It's the difference between jumping in the car and hoping that you get somewhere cool or putting an address in your GPS. We teach people how to put the address in. Um, and that includes um, deciding your top three life values, which is crucial 
for what you do down the road. For instance, goal setting. You don't want to be setting goals that are in conflict with your values. And we teach people how to do that. And then finally, the fourth component is goal setting and how to set effective written goals and how to begin achieving them. So once you're achieving the goals, you're actually uh, creating the life that you designed. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, I, I love that, um, you know, it's being responsible and taking responsibility. That's the conversation I have with my eight year old all the time, you know, and he's like, well, I got in trouble at school today because, you know, the girls were talking and I was telling them to be quiet so we could go eat lunch. And then I got yelled at. I'm like, OK, well, you know, what could you have done differently? Like, you know, he's like, it wasn't my fault. I'm like, well. It's not always not your fault. There's something that you're doing to contribute to put you in the position that you're in. And, you know, you can look around in in life. And I know back at a time in my life where, you know, things were not going as well for me, where I felt I realized that I was surrounded by the victims. Right. The yes, victims 100%. where life is happening to them, um, you know, and it's uh, it, this always happens to me. Life is out to yes. get me kind of situations and being able to to see that and step out of it and surround myself with people that are creating a, a life by design, a life worth living and, and building that and setting goals. Right. I have, I have multiple different goal sheets around my office myself, you know, ones for transactions. Every time we close a transaction on the team, I get so excited to go over there and stamp our logo in that yes. square and yes. it pumps me up, yes. you know, yes. I have one for my cold calls for the day, being able to actualize and see these goals. It's like, you know, you're running, you're running a mile and you're like, okay, just, I was just going to get to the next tree. I'm going to get to that next tree. Yes. Okay. I'll take a yes. break here. And then you don't take yes. the break. You get there and you do it. It's really exciting. And it, it's a great feeling. A hundred percent. And I love what you said about your eight year. I have three grown children and a grandson myself. And so I, I feel that, um, but I have to do the same thing to myself, you know, sure. but, um, but sometimes, you know, even if, for instance, with your son, even if he wasn't talking at all and he got scooped up in this group that got in trouble, we still have to learn how to be responsible for our thoughts and responses. Even if we didn't do anything to cause sure. the issue, we still have to respond to it and we have to control that and not just respond in whatever way that is destructive or negative. We've got to craft a positive response from beginning to end. We're in control. And that's important in this business because we are in oh, an industry where we are constantly huge. being told, no, I yes. set a goal to make a hundred calls a day. Right. And I was calling the only people that picked up the phone were wrong numbers and people just getting so angry at me. And, yes. you know, the only thing I could control was how it made me feel and my response to them. And I said, look, I deeply apologize. I've had my phone number as a realtor be on somebody's expired, you know, property. I get how frustrating it is. Yes. And I deeply apologize. I won't call you anymore, but I'm going to apologize in advance for those that are, <laughs> you know, and I wish you, the, I wish you the best of luck and have an amazing day. And, you know, it's, it turns their, their, you know, their anger around because right. it's not my fault that you're on the list. I have no control over it and I can't take you off of it. I just know I won't call you anymore. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, one thing that, that I've learned too, I work with, um, I think, as I mentioned to you, real estate investors, I work specifically with them in one of my programs, but, um, you know, as, as real estate agents, investors, whatever you are subject to a million factors that you cannot control, regulation, economy, um, you know, uh, all sorts of uh, factors in the housing market, um, a million things that you can't control. So you can say, well, 
nothing's going my way. I'm going to throw up my hands and quit because nobody can succeed in this economy, which is a lie. No one can succeed with this government, which is a lie. Um, no one's buying houses around here. Well, somebody's selling houses somewhere. Right. Anyway, so your subject, so it's easy to make excuses. We've got to get control of that. And so, okay, it is what it is. Now, what am I going to do with it? Right. No, absolutely. We're all, you know, being dealt the the same, you know, the same market, the same. Same man. Yeah, yep. exactly. The same yep. with everything here. And yep. it's a matter of, you know, I had somebody, um, I was on another call yesterday and a, a training call that I was in and somebody was like, you know, hey, this person called and said that there's no houses being sold, no deals going. Right. And they're like, well, pull up your MLS. How many listings were just taken yes. yesterday? 2,000. Wow. So there's was at least 2,000 opportunities. Somebody's <laughs> listing, right. I know. <laughs> Somebody's doing something somewhere. Yes. Um. So I, I absolutely get that and can appreciate it. So, um, you know, jumping back into it, um, how can new agents identify and overcome their limiting beliefs that may be holding them back from achieving their success in this career? Because it is hard. There are limiting beliefs everywhere. A thousand percent. And we all have them, whether you even realize we do or not. I, I'd like to share, if I can, Lyra, uh, uh, the what changed, what turned me around when it came to my limiting beliefs. I learned this from one of my coaches, David Bayer who teaches to do this, um, he says to, and I did this and it completely transformed my life. I sat down and I wrote out all of my limiting beliefs, which for me was an entire page long of limiting beliefs. And so write down my limiting beliefs next to each limiting belief. I wrote down an empowering belief. What do I want to be true for me? And next to each of those empowering beliefs, I wrote down all of the evidence that I could think of from my life or other people that would support the reality of that empowering belief. So I'll give you an example. One of my limiting beliefs was I never start any, I never finish anything that I start. And so <clears throat> I wrote that down. I'm a quitter. And then next to that, I wrote what I wanted to be true. I am a powerful finisher. And then next to that, I wrote down everything that I ever finished. Kindergarten, elementary school, middle school. I'm, I'm, and I'm serious. I wrote, I don't care how small the evidence is. Once you write down a bunch of evidence and stack the evidence, now you've got a powerful group of evidence for the fact that yeah. you actually can uh, finish something. And so every morning I would read through my list, th that whole list, all three columns. So then throughout the day, when those limiting beliefs would start to come up, I would think, okay, wait a minute, there's that limiting belief. Now, wait a minute. I had an empowering belief for that. Now I've got some evidence for that. And the evidence is the crucial piece. I've got some evidence that that empowering belief is true. I read, I read those every morning and I did the work every day. Eventually, magically almost, what began to happen was as soon as the limiting belief would come up, the empowering belief would come up with it. The evidence would come up with it. And I was able to counter all of my limiting beliefs by doing this exercise. Really encourage you and your listeners to do it, to try it. It completely changed my life. And I just, I tell everybody about it because it's so powerful. Um, and the other thing that I would suggest to your listeners, Lyra, is that they listen to as many successful people as they can, particularly people who have succeeded in their particular area, real estate, for instance. Now, here's where people get hung up on that. A lot of people say, well, I don't want to listen to successful people. It makes me feel bad because I'm not where they are. The comparison and all that junk. Listen, here's why listening to successful people helps you. Because what you're going to hear them talk about is 
the things that they got wrong and the things they dealt with along the way. And it's going to be the exact same things that you're dealing with. So the people that I listen to, Brendan Burchard in, in my space, Brendan Burchard, Lewis Howes, um, uh, Hal Elrod, people like that, they're massively successful. But as they're telling their story, they're saying things like, I always felt like a fake. I wanted to quit. I couldn't figure out how to identify my ideal client. And I'm going, wait a minute. That's exactly what I'm dealing with. But they overcame it. That means I can overcome it. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. So that limiting beliefs exercise and listening to the stories of successful people are massively helpful when it comes to limiting beliefs. I've actually heard a saying where, you know, it goes, you never want to be the smartest person in the room because you always want to, you will always want to be learning. But, you know, I also look at it the other way too. Like sometimes I do want to be the smartest person in the room so I can give back to the other people that need that encouragement or need, you know, to hear what I have to say, because I've learned I have value as well. So, you know, alternate that, take turns giving back to people, but also make sure that you're challenging yourself because nobody succeeded overnight and nobody succeeds alone. Maybe you can be part of that story or maybe they're part of yours. You never know. A hundred percent. And, you know, you've hit uh, several times on, one of the biggest parts of our program, which is relationships. And it's been the biggest thing to me. There's all sorts of relationships, you know, your family, um, particularly if they're supportive of you, but you know, a community of real, uh, of realtors, but listening to people, virtual relationships, reading books. There are so many people in the world who want to support you in what you're doing and you need every single one of them, get all of them into your life and let them support you. You cannot do it alone. And you've got to have all these different types of relationships. I, I, I could not do it without books, podcasts, videos, coaches, um, and, and, and personal relationships. Sure. Yeah. No, we call them, you know, bring in your, your circle of cheerleaders. Maybe they're not going to buy a house from you. Maybe they're going to be somebody that can give you, uh, give you steps or, you know, challenge you to grow, or maybe there's somebody that brings referrals. Maybe they're just an amazing vendor partner. That's always there that, you know, you can rely on. There's your circle of cheerleaders. There's so many different aspects of this business that relies on amazing relationships and, and you have to rely on other people. You know, I make jokes when I was working on my bachelor's, I was like, God, you know, real estate is just a giant group project and I'm praying everybody (laughs) does their side of the deal. (laughs) That's a fact. That's it, a is, fact. it was terrifying and I hated yeah. group projects and I'm like, what did I get myself into? <laughs> the, the, the biggest group project in the world. Right. Um, absolutely. Um, I love what you said um, about relationships and in real estate, you know, you're in a relationship business um, even more than I am really, but you're in a relationship business. And one of the really important things to do is to contribute to every relationship that you can, to never burn bridges if you can help it, to be positive, supportive, to really pour out yourself to help other people. Because I have found, Lyra, and I know that this is true with you as well, that you never know when it's going to come back around that you need that person or they can help you make a connection or help you with something. And I'm not saying be mercenary or transactional about it. Be genuine, be loving, give without expectation of return. But you're going to be shocked at how many times down the road you're going to think, I need to reach out to that person. I'm really glad I poured into that relationship rather than burning that bridge. 
definitely. I've had people that I've shown houses and uh, I had a client I got under contract twice in the first year I was doing this just a couple of months in during a very hard market. She backed out, decided she didn't want to buy a house anymore. Yes. And I tell you what, the things I wanted to say to that woman yes. after losing my evenings with my son and my family yes. and things like that, going yep. out to show her houses, she's she's puts my name out for referrals all the time. Tons of different opportunities. Now she's considering getting her real estate real estate license and having a conversation about possibly coming and joining me over here. And it's like, you know, uh, something that in that moment, had I allowed my passion and my frustrations to get in the way, yes. it could have possibly cost all these different opportunities. Yeah, out how there. much money would you have lost? It's crazy. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it definitely is. And we've, you know, we've had team members come and go. We've had different vendor partners. We've, you know, changed brokerages, but we try to keep things as amicable as possible yes. and just be genuine about it because yes. this is a, this is a business, right? And we have to always make the best business decision, but that doesn't have to interfere with our relationship. hundred you know, percent. I work with my fiance. That, that's hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> having, having, to, having to identify and separate that out, you know, and where we have business and where we have relationship yes. and you can do that um, in yes. your life. But um, so we've kind of touched on, you know, what the pillars are and being able to overcome the limiting beliefs. But what are some um, tools and techniques also that they can use to build their confidence? Yeah. So this is really, really big because anytime we start anything, we're, we're lacking confidence. We're afraid. And it's really important to to buy into the fact that that doesn't really ever go away. You know, we have this saying, new level, new devil. We have this idea that when people get to a certain level, they stop being afraid. But, you know, if you're the kind of person who succeeds, you're going to be the kind of person who's constantly leveling up. And every new level brings its own challenges and its own fears. And so we've got to be able to deal with that. And so, you know, several ways that I deal with uh, that I help people deal with fear. Um, you know, one thing uh, is that fear does not mean stop. You know, unless it's like, you know, you're you're thinking about jumping off a three-story building or something dopey like that. But fear doesn't mean stop. This is what most people think, that when you're scared of it, that means you should not do it. What I have come to learn, Lyra, is that fear, it without not getting into bodily harm and that kind of thing, but that fear means do it. If I'm scared of something, it means that it's something in my mindset that I need to work on and get over. Um, and so if you're scared of it, that means you need to do it. Most people are just the opposite. Fear means move. Fear means go, because that's going to take you to another level. So don't ever think that fear means stop. The biggest way that we deal with fear <clears throat> is, to, um, is to know your big why. Um, and this is, this is our design your life piece. We design our life. We connect to it every day, connect to the vision, because when people are afraid and thinking of quitting, it's because they've forgotten why they started to begin with. And so the way I, I illustrate it to people is this. If we, you and I were standing on top of a 30-story building and there was a wood plank across to another 30-story building, and I said to you, Alira, if you'll walk across that plank, I'll give you $5. You would tell me I was crazy. There's no way you're going to do that. But if I said to you, Lyra, your son is in danger on the other side of that plank, on that other building, you're not going to think twice. You're moving across that plank. Well, nothing changed except for the reason. Nothing changed except for your compelling motivation. And you've got to stay in touch with that compelling motivation. Um, another thing I teach people that has been a real breakthrough for me 
is that there are no wrong decisions. Um, by that, I mean, if something is legally, ethically, and morally okay, there are no wrong decisions. So this is where we get hung up a lot. We're afraid to make the quote unquote wrong decision. There are none of those. There's not, there's none of those. It doesn't exist because no matter what decision you make, there's blessing, there's abundance, there's learning. There are great relationships down every road you want to take. They're all right decisions. So don't, don't get hung up on, I'm afraid I'll make that you can't because every decision you make is going to be valuable and helpful to you. Um, and then the other thing with overcoming fear mainly is just taking small actions. Um, I don't care how small the action is. If if you are having trouble getting up and going to work out, just put your workout shoes by the bed. It doesn't even matter if you put them on or not. Just put them out. Tomorrow, get up and put them on. Tomorrow, get up, put them on and walk outside. Um, the small actions building on each other are eventually going to get you where you want to go. No, I, I love it because, you know, that's something that we're always touching on is, um, you know, growth happens outside of your comfort zone. You're going to be afraid. You're going to be terrified of what the next level is. You're going to be afraid of failure. The fact that you are already taking the step forward to do it means that you haven't failed. Your failure would be not making that attempt, Absolutely. you know, not hiring that person, not making that phone call to try to get business. And there's just so many different ways that, you know, I, I'm scared every time we bring on a new agent. I'm like, am I am I going to be able to, to fulfill what their needs are? Yes. But you're scared because yes. you care about the outcome, which yes. means it's important to you. Yes. Right. And important yes. to that. Why they get you up and get you out of bed. Yes. A hundred percent. And what you're doing, you know, is what we call in coaching reframing. You're taking the exact same situation, but you're looking at it in a different way. And as they say, when you change the way you look at things, everything you look at changes. Yep. And so, um, you know, one thing that you talked about there that I love, Lyra, is another part of this, which is um, is re redefining your idea of success. So for me now, my idea of success is not uh, signing up a client. My idea of success is reaching out and trying to help a client. If they say yes or no, it doesn't matter to me. But I did what I could do overcoming my obstacles to do. That is success. If they sign up, that's gravy. But if they don't, I've already succeeded. Oh, definitely. It's it's breaking down a big action that you're you know worried about yes. and making it into something smaller and that seems more achievable. Right. So my goal is to make 100 calls a day. That's yes. not 100 conversations. That's not 100, you know, setting appointments or anything yes. like that. Well, all it is is my I have call reluctance. I didn't want to make calls. Screw that. Nobody yeah. 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 Who wants to do that? People yelling at me, telling yeah. me no. Well, so my first step was to set my goal at 100 calls a day. Once I can do that, then I'm going to up that and I'm yes. going to take it to the next level. Right. Because absolutely. You know, you have to start somewhere, right? Everybody knows the saying, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Well, right. Exactly. You have to be able to start somewhere. And and it can just be as small as, like you said, putting your workout shoes on and then saying, okay, cool. That wasn't so bad. Now all I have to do is inch just a little bit more next time. Just make a little bit more movement. And, exactly. And, and it's as simple as that. So. Um, no, I, I love it. So so mindset is obviously very important. Right. And, you know, we've kind of touched a little bit on overcoming, you know, doubts and then maintaining. Uh, but how do you maintain a positive and productive mindset? 
Well, mindset is it literally, literally, literally mindset is everything. I mean, Lyra, as you know, everything that, you know, all this technology, that this microphone, my laptop, your headphones, everything that we are using right now began in someone's mind. It was created in the mind. And then after it was created in the mind, it became an actual thing. So everybody that's hearing us right now has created a life, the life that they have. And whether they realize it or not, that life has come from their own mind. And so mindset is everything. It is the entire package when it comes to being successful. So so how do we do that? Well, again, we begin with responsibility. I am 100% responsible for my mindset. I'm not down because my wife is angry at me. I'm not, you know, sad because there's nobody's moving houses in this market. My mindset is my responsibility. What I've got to be doing is taking in all the positive mindset I can and eliminating or my content rather, taking in all the positive content and eliminating all the negative content. Lyra, that that includes my own complaining. I've got to stop being a whiner. I've <laughs> got to stop complaining. I've got to eliminate that. In our program, there's some things that we, you know, we get people to work on and change. When it comes to complaining, we're not changing anything. We're eliminating it. We're not complaining anymore. And so, because that's putting negative content into your own mind, but listening to you, Lear, listening to your podcast, because you're just crushing it and letting people hear your, 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 uh, in your story, your enthusiasm, listening to positive mindset, people reading it, watching it, the putting, you know, it's the old computer thing, you know, guy go garbage in garbage out. That's exactly what you're going to get. And then practicing gratitude. I cannot overstate the importance of a regular gratitude practice. Um, and, and what even up-leveled that in my life was the practice of radical gratitude. And that is literally, literally being grateful for everything that happens. Literally. I don't care what it is. Finding something to be grateful for. And I don't care what it is. I, I recently have lost hearing um, in, in one of my ears. The hearing is almost entirely gone from that ear. That's a big blow to me. Um, that's a tough pill to swallow, but I am grateful for whatever I can be grateful for with that. Now I, it gives me understanding for people who have, you know, uh, uh, physical impairments. Uh, now I'm a more compassionate person now, whatever, you know, whatever those things are, but the practice of radical gratitude, if it happens, I'm going to be, I'm going to say, I'm grateful for that. I'm thankful for that. What can I learn from it? L life transforming powerful. Right. Because I mean, at worst case scenario, anything is a learning experience, right? Absolutely. Does it go well? You learn yes. from it. Absolutely. Yes. Finding yes. the silver lining will keep you, you know, keep you moving forward. 100%. Yep. Um, so, so we kind of touched on a little bit, but what role does goal setting play in creating the abundance and, and, and joy in this industry? And how do they, how do uh, agents set achievable and realistic goals? Wow. You know, um, I, I coached basketball for, for many, many years. And, um, you know, they have a thing in basketball that they call the goal. They make it really easy to figure <laughs> out what you're supposed to be doing. They put a metal hoop on a backboard and say, get the ball in that thing as many times as you can. But I asked people, what would happen if they took the goals down? 
and then just turn the players loose on the floor. What would happen? Nobody would know what to do because Absolute now chaos. Do- yeah, now you literally don't have a goal, right? So am I supposed to dribble it a lot? Am I supposed to pat? What am I supposed to do? You have no idea. And so setting goals is absolutely essential. Um, and um, you know the the smart goal thing um, is is pretty gutsy set a little bit differently. But you know the smart uh, goal system sp- uh, specific. It's got to be specific. People are terrified of making it specific because they're afraid of failure. Yep. The way to guarantee failure is to not create a specific goal. And then you're going to fail. So very specific. It's got to have numbers in it. I teach people it's got to have numbers in it or it doesn't count. Um, and so measurable. Uh, you've got to be able to measure it or you'd never know if you attained it. So you got to be able to measure it. Um, the A, uh, and I ignore the R, but the A is aligned. What aligned with what? Aligned with your va- vision and your values. If your goals are not aligned, then you're going to have a conflict there and you're never going to really be able to move forward. And then the T stands for time limited. Again, people are afraid to do this because they think, what if I don't succeed by that time? That's cool. First of all, you're going to do more with a time limit than you would without one. And whatever you will do by that time is more than you would have done. But it's cool. We just set another goal with another time. It's all good. Um, We teach that that our goals have to be written. There's something about physically handwriting something that is powerful with the brain, the mind. Write them down. Review them daily. Um, And when you do that, that's going to keep you motivated and moving toward the fulfillment, the accomplishment of your goals. No, definitely. We, I, I mean, even just on our team, we have uh, a goal setting. We go through, we set our goals based off of, you know, numbers, conversations per, per week, whatever that looks like. And then we share them with the team. That's, yes. That terrifies a lot of the agents. Sometimes yes. we're like, we don't want to share. And we're like, well, no, the goal is, the, you know, is is something you can achieve because you're sharing it. And we you need to have people that are going to be there to to celebrate you. And to hold you accountable. It goes both ways, right? To remind yes. you of what your yes. goal is yes. and what your big why is. And people get so nervous about it because they're like, well, what if I fail? And we're like, well, we're putting you in a position where you won't fail because you don't want to come back to us next year and say, hey, I didn't <laughs> hit my goal right. after we knew what it was, right? <laughs> and, and that's a leap of faith. You know, a team is, our team is like a family. And, you know, we've seen the failures. We've seen, you know, the, the hardships of people and and it happens. But, you know, having that accountability partner, I feel like goes a, a long way. And yes, it is a little challenging for my fiance and I to hold each other accountable without sounding like we're <laughs> nagging the whole time. So we actually have a third party coach as well fantastic <laughs> just to yes. make sure because if yes. i'm like honey did you make your calls today it doesn't sound very nice yes <laughs> it's just, yeah you know having that 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 outside aspect makes it a little bit better but you know being able to set those goals and again you know make it break it down what is the goal? What is it per week? What does that equal out per day? What does that equal out per month? How many conversations is that? How many appointments? How many closings? Are you pulling that off? If not, why? What did what happened this week to where you were not able to achieve your goal? And having that honest conversation with yourself or a partner or somebody and being able to reflect on that, that's also very powerful because then you can make changes and you have to be able to acknowledge what the shortcoming was. Otherwise it'll never change. And it'll be your reason why, you know, you can't pull it off every single week. 
Absolutely. And, you know, part of that, you know, Alira, and I can tell you exactly what you're doing is you're creating a culture, first of all, of support, but also of accountability. And that that's a fine line. I mean, you've got to balance that. Yeah. But you've got you've got to create a culture where people are comfortable trying and failing, admitting it putting big dreams out there, but then where they come back and say, okay, I didn't do it. And when they do come back and say it, whatever it is that they're giving for a reason or an excuse, we got to, we got to deal with that. Right. We got to deal with that. And so, but, but it is a culture of support, but that accountability piece is huge. It's absolutely huge. Yeah. And it's never, why didn't you accomplish it? It's how can we help you next time to be able to overcome that? Right. A hundred percent. Was it, yeah. Was it because, you know, you need, um, the, the, we need to move our one-on-one time because that's the only time you have where your son's, you know, taking a nap and that's your opportunity to make calls. You never know. Um, and heck, you know, like we've been open about our own failures with the team. When we first started out, we were trying to do all these different things and recreate the wheel and, and all this chaos and stuff and making different splits across the board. And then it just turned into an absolute nightmare. And, you know, we've been, we, we lost our footing and now we're grounded. We've built our foundation and it's growing and it's stable. You know, there's, there's things that, that come with, with, growth right or that are learning oh, yeah. experiences so being able to have that you know that environment and that culture where you can have people around you where you know you have an accountability partner maybe it's not on a team maybe it's uh, somebody in your family you know maybe your your wife is holding you accountable and being like hey honey remember you said that you were going to hit this many appointments this week so that we can go on our trip to disney because the kids are going to be nagging at you every single day to make sure that you got it so we can all go to disney right or if yeah. it's another business partner my you know i go out to lunch regularly with me best my best friend she's a broker she and i will sit there and we'll brainstorm and be like, all right, what are we accomplishing this week? Right. And you have to be able to have somebody that, you know, most people cannot be self-accountable. And I think I've learned that it's a very hard thing. Even coaches have coaches. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I do, I have a coach, you know, and I've had many. Um, and one thing that I love about what you said is that it's, you alluded to the goal. It's essential to have goals that you can control. Um, I had a client several years ago who her goal, she wanted her goal to be, I want a great relationship with my daughter. And I said, it's a horrible goal. First of all, it's a horrible goal because um, it's vague, but secondly, because it requires the cooperation of your daughter. My belief is that you cannot set a good goal that requires the cooperation of another person. All of your goals have to be what you can control. So I love what you said about your hundred calls. Your goal is to make 100 calls, not to have 50 conversations, not to set 10 appointments, not to sell a house. Anybody can pick up a phone and call. From that point, now it requires cooperation from the other party. You don't control that. So your goal is what can I control? The rest of it takes care of itself. You're absolutely right. Um, you know, I can, yes. And anybody can make a hundred calls. If I can do it, then anybody listening can also do it. So make your hundred calls. It's absolutely. Good it's good. It's good. Yeah, me for too. You. Oh, me too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, no, but, um, so absolutely. kind of just getting to a point where we can, uh, where we can get wrapped up here. Um, what advice would you give to new agents sure. that are feeling overwhelmed, um, and discouraged in their journey with their, their mindset and how things are going for them right now? Well, that's huge. That's huge. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Um, This is going to happen to all of us. And I can speak from my own entrepreneurial journey. Um, First of all, I think the biggest thing is to whatever time you expect, you will quote unquote succeed in whatever time you think that is, increase it by a lot. 
And however messy you think it's going to be, increase the messiness by a lot. How many ever <clears throat> challenges, how many ever times you think you'll want to quit, multiply that by 10. Because when I got into it, I'll never forget after I'd been coaching for a while, uh, a, a guy was getting into coaching. He called me for advice. And I said, so what do you, you know, what do you want to do? And he said, well, he said, I'm going to start my coaching program. And in six months, I expect to have a hundred clients. And I said, well, pump the brakes, man. I said, you're not going to have a hundred clients in six months. And if you think that you will, you're going to quit in three months. So you, you've got to go into it. Whatever you think is going to be hard, it's going to be 50 times harder. So you got to be ready for that because that's why at one point I quit for that reason, because I wasn't ready for the level of difficulty. Uh, get help is huge. You cannot do it without help. You've got to have somebody who knows better than you do. Uh, break it down into small pieces. As you said, just break it down, do one tiny piece at a time and you will not get overwhelmed doing that. Uh, and then, you know, our four pillars are designed to do that kind of thing. It number one removes the victim mentality. You're in control of your mindset. It helps you to take control of your thoughts and words, which is going to create your reality. It helps keep you in touch with your compelling motivation through the vision. Um, and it helps you it helps you learn how to set effective goals and then take action to achieve them. And so this is what we do all day, every day. Um, and, you know, and these are the things that are going to make the difference. Okay. Well, I, you know, I very much appreciate you coming on and, and sharing you. all your wisdom with us. So for anybody that's listened to our conversation and uh, may want to reach out to you and, you know, have a consultation, how do they get in touch with you? Absolutely. So right now I've got two programs. I've got one for men and women to achieve any goal that they're trying to achieve. And I've got another one for husbands and fathers who want to st stop taking their frustration out on their families. And so I'd love to connect on either one of those uh, programs. Uh, but my name is David Price, P-R-I-C-E. I'm in Moorhead City, North Carolina. I tell people, if you look me up on Facebook, uh, look up David Price. You'll find a devilishly handsome David Price that comes up at the top. I'm the one right under him. Uh, and so you can find me that way. And so David Price in Moorhead City, North Carolina, or you can email me at david at davidpricecoachinggroup.com and love to help you however I can. Well, thanks so much, David. It's been a pleasure. I very thanks, much Lira. enjoyed this. Thank you. Have a good one. Fantastic. Keep doing what you do. Thanks. Thanks so much, David. I loved our conversation today. I think touching on mindset and how important that is, is something that a lot of new agents don't really understand coming into the business and something that those of us who have been in the business a while, we we kind of lose over time, right? You get discouraged with all of the no's, with the listings that won't sell and the cancellations and the buyers that jump over to another agent and write an offer with somebody else. I mean, this this business has a lot of emotional roller coasters in place and to be able to control your mindset on on your feelings and how this business operates is, is going to be huge and definitely make or, or break an agent within this business. So I love that he touched on that. I will be putting David's information into the podcast description. That way, if anybody wants to reach out to him, feel free to do so. Of course, if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear about in future episodes, please email me at rlrepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to be on the show yourself, I'm always looking for wonderful guests as always. Those that make excuses don't make history. So go out there and make history. And I look forward to spending time with you guys next time.